show. And it is another hot one. And I, you know, I've, I've been in this area for next month. It will have been for 22 years, except for three years off um, for good behavior <laughs> in Baghdad. And I don't know. It seems like this is just one hot summer. I don't know if it's because it hit early or whatever, but <laughs> my garden is not flourishing the way that I would like it to. It just seems like it takes all, all that I've got to just keep stuff alive. So I don't know if you're going through that, but man, it is a hot one. Water and, bills are up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, water bills are up. And... Um, if you uh, are listening to the voice of my trusty partner in, in non-crime here in the WKAC office, I'm here with Megan Bishop, who always, always does just so much to keep us um, online, keeping on going. <laughs> Poor darling. She had to come and let me in this morning because I thought that the uh, door to the studio was locked and all I had to do really was just pull harder. But we're going to um, head towards some things. In local news, and by local news I mean, I don't mean like who broke in where or police blotter or gossip. This is good stuff that's happening in our area. Wednesday morning, we have two really kind of remarkable things that are going to be happening. The brand new Publix is going to do its ribbon cutting and grand opening. And here's the thing. If you want to get in on that, you have got to be down at Publix before 645 on Wednesday morning. Yeah, because that is when they... uh, are going to do the ribbon cutting and roll out the red carpet. And years ago, when the first Publix in our immediate area over on Highway 72 in Lindsay Lane, when that opened, I'm telling you, that was one fun day. I can still remember it. People were just thrilled that they had it. And, and unless they were like from Florida, they may not have been familiar with the Publix brand, but they had very cool giveaways and I have no idea what's waiting for us this time but Publix is a class act they are a wonderful addition to any um, community they totally invest in the community and uh, I am really looking forward to what they're going to bring I mean I I love I, I could just about roll out my sleeping bag and live in the produce department of Publix. <laughs> that, I mean, they, they have wonderful, wonderful stuff. And of course, you know, we want to be shopping locals. So remember that there are going to be a few more weeks for farmers market. But the, the point is, is in particular, their produce is wonderful. And I learned something from somebody. Somebody kind of threw around the idea of um, a filet mignon hamburger, which quite frankly, I have never heard of. But did you know that if you buy a filet at Publix, that they will grind it up for you and make it into a filet mignon burger. Now that wow. that's going to be a bit on the pricey side. That I understand the cost of beef being what it is, the cost of filets being what they are. But nonetheless, I have found that you've got to have one memorable hamburger in the summertime. I don't care how hot it is. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be attached to a holiday, you gotta have one 
burger that is so gooky that you know the ketchup and the juices run down your fingers and you gotta lick them you know what I'm talking <laughs> about you've gotta have one or you're just not an American no I'm kidding you gotta have one or it's just not the summer hot mm-hmm. or not so I'm saying don't buy out the brand new Publix meat department and blame me that would be like bad 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 but if you um, are so inclined, I hope that you will join me on Wednesday morning, the 13th, at 6.45 in the morning to fully welcome Publix to Athens, Alabama. Now, earlier today, I had the joy of interviewing Mayor Marks, and he has been over... He actually is at an electricity conference down in Montgomery, TVA, with with whom we do a lot of business. Um, We get our energy and we sell energy, and it ends up being something that really, really helps our area. But they have a conference once a week for the state, all of the the cities and areas in the state of Alabama that are affected by TVA, which is just about everybody. They have a large conference in Montgomery, and they learn about new options and new kinds of things. And, you know, we're growing. We talk about that all the time. By leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds. And we will be needing more electricity on every possible level. And one of the things that is going on is that, just like everybody else, supply chain issues are extremely tough. Getting the kinds of things that it takes to build new grids, to be able to increase our ability to give electricity. You know, people are kind of, they're done rolling their eyes at the idea of, electric cars. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of bugs to be worked out, but I think that you're kind of an ostrich if you're thinking that electric cars are just kind of quirky and are going to go the way of the Edsel. Oh, am I dating myself? Yes, I'm old enough to remember Edsels. Um, We're going to have electric cars. We're going to have a demand for electricity. And I, for one, am glad that we have people that are being informed and learning about what their options are so that they can help us grow well. You've heard a zillion times by now that Huntsville has been voted the most desirable and livable city in the United States of America. And Limestone County is the fastest growing county in the state. And if there is one thing that Mayor Ronnie and I have talked about once or a zillion times, it, 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 at this point, I, I couldn't even begin to um, give you a number as to how often we have visited that topic over the last 11 years. We want to grow well. Growth is inevitable, but the challenge is how to grow well. How do you provide services? How do you provide for public safety? What do you do about education, especially when education in Alabama is such a sore topic right now? What do you do about quality of life? And so, you know what? I'm just going to go there. I would really like to set forth a challenge before we go 
to the break in a couple of minutes, and that is, you know, we live in the Bible Belt, and I dare say that most people who listen to this broadcast are people of faith, and they are people who, if they're not walking with God right now, they at least know how to, and are people that maybe have, you know, church hurts. You can be in any number of places, but here is something that you can't get away from, and that's this. Irrespective of your political party, irrespective of your background, irrespective of your skin color, how much money you make, your gender, and yes, I think it's very safe to say that there are two, irrespective of how you identify yourself, if you are a person of faith, you have an obligation to pray for your leaders from top down. And you've got to remember that that admonition, that command in the New Testament to pray for leaders came at a time when new believers were being persecuted and were not exactly having the time of their lives with the leadership that was in place, but they were commanded to pray for their leaders. Well, how much more do we have that same obligation to pray for our leaders? And I dare say that if we prayed as much or in place of how much we yip and complain and whine and fuss, we might see some changes. Just a thought. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. And we will be back in a jiff. Here's a safety tip from Athens Gas Department. Proper ventilation of gas appliances are essential for safety. So make sure your gas furnace and water heaters are vented to the outside of the building. Also check your flue pipe and chimney for blockage. Should you be unsure about proper ventilation, call Athens Gas Department at 232-1440. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by the Athens Gas Department. Keeping the city of Athens informed. Athens Auto Collision Repair thanks our troops and veterans for everything they've done so fearlessly for us on a daily basis. Send letters or care packages and give blood. Also, offer a veteran a job or discount on your local product. It'll be greatly appreciated. That message from Athens Auto Collision Repair, where service isn't just a courtesy, it's a commitment. If your car has been in a collision, the decision is clear. Call 256 998 5036. That's 256-998-5036 for Athens Auto Collision Repair at 1104 U.S. Highway 72 East in Athens. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Give us your thoughts by calling 232-6828. We're back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on WKAC. Something that I have mentioned before but is becoming, I guess, more and more powerful in my own life. And that is the power of story. Now, I love to read, always have. 
I'm one of those kids that, mm-hmm, I used to take the flashlight and, you know, have it lit under the covers after it was supposed to be lights out and would read. And I did that when I was at camp. You know, you'd be campers and you were supposed to have a flashlight and I would read. And um, since April, I've had the chance professionally to study more about the power of story. And so I'm just going to let you in on... um, some books and some concepts and some things that have really meant a lot to me. And that is, when you think about it, every culture, including ours, is based on stories. Yes, things are written, but if you look at our culture, which was based on a history that was at first handed down orally, when you think of all the stories in the Old Testament. They were passed down and passed down and passed down long before they were ever written down. And so people, first of all, learned to listen. And and think about this. People based their lives, they based their morality, they based their moral choices, they based their celebrations, they based their traditions, they based parenting, being married, being people of faith, all on stories. You know, with with having the, the Gutenberg pres, press get going in the 1400s, I believe it was, maybe 15, excuse me, that I can't remember right now, we have become really rather... Mm, probably numb to how good we have it. I don't think we try to get purposefully ungrateful, but it's so easy to take so many things for granted. And books are one of those things, whether you're talking the Bible or other kinds of things. If you look at the history of man, since a printing press changed history, If you know the history of the Bible, people were threatened with death and were burned at the stake if they had a copy. Now we have them in a gazillion translations. We have Bible apps. We have online stuff. We have the big ginormous padded family Bible that sits on the coffee table and may or may not be read. We have every type and stripe in the United States of America of Bible. And it wasn't all that long ago in Germany where they burned books and they had all kinds of things that were considered to be a threat to the Reich. And they had huge book burning um, ceremonies, if you will. And you're going, all right, where are you headed with this? Here's where I'm headed. Please remember what it has taken for you to have the freedom to read. And I'm talking read or listen. You wouldn't have the opportunity to go to a library and check out a book for free and let that book strike your soul, strike your mind, strike your spirit, whether it has pictures or not, 
and you make your own, you would not have that freedom. First of all, if there hadn't been a, a, a creative person who invented a printing press in the first place, or if there weren't soldiers who protect your right to read, right as in R-I-G-H-T, to read and W-R-I-T-E, you would not have a library to go to if you didn't have a city or a county that believed in the power of writing. And, you know, people can growl all day about the robber barons 100 years ago, 140 years ago. And I understand that. There was stuff, certainly, that, that went wrong. But do you understand that one of the things that Andrew Carnegie invested in, especially in small towns, was public libraries, built the building, supplied the books, made it possible for the average bear to get a level of education that previously had only been something that was realized by the very wealthy and in private situations. Public libraries are one of the things that make America so very special, was that people had a vision. Okay, so I'm talking about the power of story, and I want to talk about two stories. One is called Hero on a Mission, and it's written by a fellow by the name of Donald Miller, who happens to live up in Nashville, kind of a stone's throw. And this is a guy... He didn't have like a train wreck of a life. It wasn't like we're talking mafia, drugs, you know, whatever, disaster. But his life just was not going anywhere until he discovered the power of story. And in every story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you have four components. You have the villain, you have the victim, you have the hero, and you have the guide. And if you look at movies, if you look at stories, they're always there. And each one has a very important role to play. You would not have Luke Skywalker saving the Republic if he hadn't had Darth Vader, and if he hadn't had Obi-Wan, and if he hadn't had Yoda, and if he hadn't been willing to pick up a lightsaber and do the trench run to go risk his life and blow up the Death Star. You have to have those four components in a story. If you are a fan of or familiar with The Lord of the Rings, you had Frodo, who was the more than reluctant hero, but who was called. You had Gandalf, who was his guide. You had more than one villain. You had Samwise and others who were his um, companions. Everybody had a role to play. And what ended up happening? Middle Earth was saved. The ring was put back into the fires of Mordor. And it had a chance to melt away evil. And Frodo paid a very high price for what he did. So I am going to move with those themes in mind. I'm going to move on to a book that I really want you to consider reading, whether you 
listen to it like on audible and it's it's wonderfully narrated or if you read it but it's called the record keeper and it's a third installment a third of a trilogy by charles martin and charles martin is he's a christian man he writes very very edgy fiction that is incredibly researched and the the guy i think is probably one of the finest authors of the 21st century he grabs you he gets you at hello and he keeps you gripped this is i am back to being in one of those situations and because of audible i can i can get in little snatches while i'm driving but he i always think that an author is worth their salt when you have to really work hard to be a responsible adult and do the things that you're supposed to do rather than just stay up all night (laughs) and read a book. That to me is a very, very good sign. Now, Charles Martin is not going to be something that his, his topics are, are not easy. In this trilogy, and the name of the hero in this, in this trilogy is Murphy Shepard. This trilogy is about rescuing young people from human trafficking. And uh, in the first two books, he talked more about girls. In this book, he definitely talks about girls, but he focuses on what happens when boys get trafficked. And it's, it's not an easy read. But my reason for talking about this this morning, number one, is just to, it's summertime. The library has a, uh, a program going this summer. Yeah, it's oriented toward kids, but not confined to that. Has a, a summer reading program going. And if you are spending way too much time because it's hot, and you're spending way too much time watching soaps, I want to respectfully suggest that you consider going down to the library. And if you're going to be spending a lot of time inside staying cool, do something for your brain and do some reading. Now, those of you who know me and have heard me talk before, we support, as does Charles, we support an organization called Pure Hope Foundation. They do an absolutely seminal job of restoring young women who have been trafficked. We have a problem in Alabama. I'm going to tell, I've mentioned this before, I'm going to say it again. We have a problem in Alabama, particularly along I-20. It is a pipeline. And if you think that just because we live in a wonderful town, that there are not groomers who are looking for girls who are daddy-hungry, boys who are daddy hungry, people who offer all kinds of things, people who seduce kids through video games, people who are experts at leveraging human need and making promises. If you think that that problem does not exist in Athens, Alabama, in Limestone County, Alabama, in Madison, Alabama, and particularly in Huntsville, Alabama, you are either naive, don't mean to insult you, or willfully ignorant, and I can promise you at some point, human trafficking 
is going to touch your life just like abortion did. And so I want to encourage you to educate yourself about this topic and to find a way to help ones who are so vulnerable. And the best way that I know to educate yourself, even though they are not easy reads, is to read the Murphy Shepherd trilogy, which is they, the three titles that comprise this trilogy are The Waterkeeper, The Letter Keeper, and the most recent one that was just introduced on July 5th, The Record Keeper. As I said, not an easy read, but the theme that shows up in all three of them is that the heart of the true shepherd leaves the ninety and nine and goes after the one. And what is the nature of the one? Most of the time, they don't follow directions. Most of the time, they want to strike out on their own. Most of the time, they think they know better. And yet, the good shepherd goes after the difficult one and is willing to give his life for that difficult one. And my question for you is, are you the shepherd or are you the difficult one? This is Allie Turner. We will be heading to Yellowhammer News, and we'll be back in five minutes, and I'll introduce you to my guest. A sheriff's deputy remembered. This is YHN News. I'm Scott Chambers. Mourners remembered an Alabama sheriff's deputy who was shot and killed by a fleeing suspect as a hero at his funeral on Friday. Bibb County Sheriff's Deputy Brad Johnson died a day after being shot. 26-year-old Austin Hall is charged with capital murder in Johnson's death and attempted murder in the shooting of Deputy Chris Poole. Abnormally dry weather in North Alabama may have ruined corn crop plantings and is damaging other crops. Ashley Ravenscraft, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Huntsville, said portions of Lawrence and Morgan counties have been characterized as abnormally dry since June 21st. In Limestone County, 60% of the county has been in moderate drought since late June. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth says he's fighting to keep Alabama abortion-free. YHN's Jay Holland reports. With most abortions now illegal in the state of Alabama, there has been some debate about whether the legislature should make changes to the current law. Last week, the director of Planned Parenthood Alabama, Stephen Stetson, argued that there could be, quote, political reckoning, unquote, from Alabamians in the future from those who think their rights have been taken away because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Friday on WVNN's The Yaffe Program, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth promised he would fight to keep the current abortion laws in place in Alabama. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. For the first time in almost a decade, a payload created by a student-led group at the University of Alabama in Huntsville has rocketed to space. Now, students are analyzing the data being sent back by the flight monitoring equipment they built as part of the Terminus Spaceflight Research Group. I'm Scott Chambers. You are listening to YHN News. We've all been caught up in the little chores that pile up every day. The dishes in the sink, the trash that needs taking out, the pesky check engine light. What I want. 
Isn't it time to make a change and escape to a whole new world of possibilities? Where there's dinner without dishes, nights filled with adventure, and every day you feel like a winner. A little change can go a long way when you escape every day at Wing Creek Casino and WingCreekCasino.com. 256 Today is smart news for smart people. 256today.com is the place for the latest news on business, government, education, and community in North Alabama. 256today.com is a dedicated local team reporting the news that impacts your daily life. We live here, we work here, and we play here. Join us at 256today.com. We are smart news for smart people like you. As you go through the work week, each and every day, the humidity gets a little higher and we get a better chance of rain. Today, I don't think we'll see much at all, but if we do, it'll be in the afternoon and fade away as the sun sets. Isolated storm chances tomorrow, morning lows in the low 70s. Heat index creeping back up into the low 100s tomorrow and probably around 105 on Wednesday. Wednesday, humid with scattered showers and storms. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather, a service of Flanagan Heating and Air. Serving limestone in Madison counties for over 20 years. Your needs and preferences combined with the proper focus on safety, efficiency, and reliability is their priority. Free quotes on new equipment. Free second opinions on catastrophic failures. Always open for service and repair calls. Call Flanagan Heating and Air, 256-321-0781. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I am so pleased to have in the studio my friend and office mate and um, executive director of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful, Tamisha Sales. Welcome, my girl. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. So for those of you who, uh, well, you, I'm pretty sure that we've talked about this. Lee Patterson was the um, previous director and prior to Lee was Lynn Hart, who held that position for like 22 years. At any rate, Lee has gotten a different job, still is a vibrant part of the KALB community, but she's just not in charge anymore. And uh, a really, I thought, lovely interview process happened. I mean, it was fun for me to watch how you came on board and onboarded. And so... Tamisha is the new director, and we're just going to talk about, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about you, your family, the kiddos, kind of what, what you come from. Okay. Well, again, my name is Tamisha Sales, and um, I live here in Athens for the last 15 years, but I'm a native of Florence. I am the youngest of seven, and I have two boys of my own. Youngest of seven. You have never told me about that oh, part. Yeah, yes. youngest of seven. Oh, girl. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm the youngest of three, and so it is now very apparent as to how we are the youngest. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know you know what it's youngest like? Youngest church. Yeah, oh, okay. And so is Miss Megan Bishop, who is here. We're all the youngest, so that means that we know how to pitch fits. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. So I interrupted you. Please forgive me. Keep going. Let's see. I um, graduated from Athens State University in 06 um, with a bachelor's in psychology, and that launched into my nonprofit career. Um, I, I served in the nonprofit sector, serving in Decatur and Coleman County, and 
several counties for about 12 years, okay. 12 or 13 years. Um, I left the nonprofit sector to start my own business where I consult with nonprofits and schools. And I've been doing that since 2019. And then, you know, during the pandemic, I started missing people. Yeah. And I started looking for opportunities. How can I get back into the nonprofit sector and do what I love and still have flexibility? And the opportunity um, came across my path for the opening and keep Athens Limestone beautiful. I threw my name in the hat, not thinking anything of it, and received an email asking for an interview. And it's happily ever after. Yes, ma'am. And we are so glad to um, be riding the range together. If you are not aware of the location of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful, it is in what was the old college inn that used to be on the north end of uh, Clinton Street. Opened in 1934. Almost got torn down. Got picked up, moved, you know, through people came together and it was a, a private thing that, you know, happened and, and and we I think we have the coolest office I, I do. Agree. I yes. think we have the coolest office of anybody in the whole city. It's it's what is not to love about being able to look straight out your window and see Big Spring Park and see the fountain and see the ducks and see the kids play. It's just oh my goodness, that place is peaceful and wonderful. And so, if you have never stopped by, oh no, you're not going to like me if I say this. <laughs> hey, if you've never stopped by, come <laughs> come and stop by. We won't get any work done. No. I know you well enough to know that you are very disciplined and you'll get your work done one way or another. But it is, we are blessed. Yes. We are blessed to have the office that we do. Okay. So I've asked you this before, and that is, and well, let me set it up this way. One of the things that I always appreciated about Lynn and Lee was that they made looking after the environment really almost an expression of their faith in that rather than <laughs> buy into some of the really wackadoodle stuff that is, that is present where I come from. I mean, that's where women marry trees and buildings and stuff just gets really strange. They always made looking out for the environment as just the framed it in the concept in the whole context of being good stewards so tell me about how the environment was something that kind of was one of your streams of things that were important to you how did you grow up that way i mean we we had this conversation you did not litter if you wanted to get a whooping <laughs> exactly yeah you did not litter and you never told somebody to shut up that was like dropping Amen. that was like dropping the f bomb you were done if you were if you were really bucking for a spanking those were the two ways that you could do it that and lie so i'm assuming you were raised similarly in that littering just was not okay yes um my parents, it starts with my parents, my father, military, my mother, school teacher, and we were just raised to be good stewards, good stewards to individuals we meet and of the environment. So if we see something, um, just do not step over it. No, ma'am, you pick it up and mm -hmm. you place it where it's supposed to go. So that was ingrained in me early on. And, you know, I wasn't reared to 
let's see, it wasn't a focus on the environment mm-hmm. um, specifically, but it was to take care of what you've been gifted. Given. Everything mm-hmm. is a gift and it could be taken away. That yes. was just like a, a saying in our household. So that carried with me throughout life. You know, even when I began my career in a nonprofit, serving in the nonprofit sector, I am meeting individuals with multiple needs. And my job was to meet them where they're at and connect them to resources and help them move from being vulnerable to thriving. Yes. And so every little dollar that we got into our agency, I had to multiply it and meet needs. And um, but I noticed while working in a nonprofit sector, although you may present into our office with one issue, one need, housing need, it's so much more than that. Yes. And the environment intersects with everything. Yes, so, it does. Um, the work we're doing at Keep, Keep Athens Armstrong Beautiful, it's approaching the same problem from a different way, mm-hmm. you know, helping mm-hmm. individuals in the community. Well, and, and you know, there's a, there's a thing that has been my experience. When you are in a, a state of great need, the temptation is to kind of become galvanized in that state to where you kind of stay permanently needy. And we all have needs. Don't, that's not what I'm trying to say. But there's, there is, um, well, I, let me frame it this way. When Steve and I lived at the orphanage in Mexico, the idea of taking care of the environment was like something that the kids would, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. They, they, they didn't think anything about rolling down the window and tossing something out the window. And in this particular part of Mexico where we lived, the littering problem was just hellacious. And people burned tires. And I mean, just the things that would make us go, you've got to be kidding. But it was a very interesting thing. This is going to be just the last thing that I say before we go to our first break. The idea of educating especially amongst people who are so focused on their their own survival that they don't really get it that when they throw down their wrappers, you know, I don't care where you are, when, when you throw down your wrappers, you are making life less pleasant for everybody around you. And that's kind of a hard thing to break. But I think you're probably just the gal to do it. So when we come home, mm-hmm. no, back, when we come back, tell us a little bit more about some of your plans and what you what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and your dreams. This is Allie Turner. I'm here with Tamisha Sales, and we'll be back in just a jiff. clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners, now with three locations to serve you. Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same-day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners, now with three locations 
locations. Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. If you'd like to call the show, just dial 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we're back. And I have with me in the studio office Tamisha Sales, who is the new executive director of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful. And we're talking about what we were talking about before the break. Something that happens is when people are not taught that littering, just starting with littering, really ends up being a problem. You know, you throw down your cigarette butt, you throw your stuff out the window, you don't pick up your trash. You, you're disconnected from what you're doing a lot of times. I think that that's some of what happens. And if you're not taught to love and see the beauty and the responsibility that you have to, to keep Athens limestone beautiful, mm-hmm. you, won't, you won't necessarily do it. So one of the things that you do is you go around to classrooms and teach kids about stuff. So do you have um, any... Any different things, different uh, focus, any different kind of things that you're planning on doing when once school gets back in? Yes. Um, one, I would like to continue to build on the great foundation that's already laid before me. And so there's a well-established relationship with the 4-H that is already in existence mm-hmm. where we go around to all the city and county fifth and sixth graders and we provide them with education. That part will stay the same. But I do have ideas of how to move outside the fifth and sixth grade, um, you know, we can host as an organization Zoom trainings, um, training on composition, littering. We can do training different ways outside of the classroom. So I really would like to engage a diverse population in the education portion. Mm-hmm. I mean, from birth to the, the grave, cradle womb to grave. Womb to tomb, baby. Womb to tomb. Yeah, womb yeah. to tomb. We can have a discussion on the environment. We can provide education. I mean, there are so many ways that you can educate on the environment, so mm-hmm. many different topics that we may have not even explored. Um, even in the absence of our recycling center, we still have a responsibility to educate individuals. And, and forgive me, we weren't going to talk about that, but, okay. but I am going to talk about that. Oh, mm-hmm. I am someone that is very committed because when when we produce the newspaper, there are newspapers that are left over from from a particular cycle. My job is to pick them up, replace them with the new app version of Athens now, and would always take them to our recycling center. Okay. I do not want to diss another location, but I am telling you, I haven't been able to find a place. I have been told that you can recycle indicator. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't been able to find uh, nobody nobody knows where you do it. And so I, I took a drive down and I went to more than one location oh. and could not find a place to get rid of old Athens snails. Now, I, in my case, I'm going to be okay with that because when I go pick up the new edition of the paper on Thursday afternoon, I can switch out 
the bags of old newspapers that I have in the back of my truck, you know, for the, so I, I it's not like they're just going to sit there and, and rot. I've got some options here, but not everybody has the opportunity to fill their truck with old newspapers and drive to Times Daily in Florence and offload. I mean, they wouldn't want that anyway. Yeah. So do you have any suggestions for what people can do specifically, like you're saying, to recycle why, while we can't recycle? Well, um, we are, we have been informed that the cater will accept Lumpstone County residents um, recyclables. Call ahead, see if it's available. Um, but which place do you call? Because that's where I've been. I've been got. I've gotten the runaround. I've actually talked to people who go, "Oh yeah, you go here and you go there, and it's like okay, so yes. GPS it on in, and it's like no." <laughs> yeah, there is a location on Highway 20, and we have been passing a number to the city of Decatur Recycling Department. Okay. Um, that's who have been our point of contact. So this is the first I've heard that you're unable to deliver or find the location, but it may have been happening to others, and we just have not received it. So I will definitely provide you with that information. Thank you. Um, but one of my goals as a new incoming executive director is I don't think we should avoid the conversation about the recycling center. I don't think we should dodge topics because no. conversation we, we need ha- one. Yeah. End of story. We need I one. miss I don't it know. out in the county. Yeah. Yes. Out in the county, you know, we would have the uh, big bins there at the school that they would pick up on trailers. And I live out in the county, and it's like, where am I going to take it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I no, I I agree, and I and I am um, I am confident from having spoken with both Mayor Ronnie and and Colin Daly that it, it it's not that. Uh, it's a non-issue. It mm-hmm. is how do we proceed? How do we get the funding? Where where is it going to be? How is it going to work? I mean, those are all important questions, and I'm sure that they would like to see a solution, you know, sooner than later as well. Yes, and I'll point. You can see them hard at work if you. Um July 5th, um, last work session. Mm-hmm. If you go online and watch their video of the um, county commissioners, they had a fruitful discussion about recycling and what it'll look like. So they are working on a solution mm-hmm. along with us. So it's coming. We're just unsure how it'll look like, what it'll look like, and start update. We just have some unanswered questions, sure. but they are committed we to recycling. We need some place to take all those Amazon boxes. Oh, it's coming. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow is the 12th and the 13th. Okay. Well, you know, we could maybe <laughs> we could turn it into a party, and I'll tell you how. There's nothing, I am telling you, there's nothing like finding a big piece of cardboard and sliding down a grassy hill. I mean, it, it, let's let's make this, let's get some lemonade made out of these lemons, shall we, ladies? I mean, seriously, that's yes. something you could do. And then then do something appropriate with your, with your and you know what, this is... Repurposing. This, yes, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. And here is another thing, too. I mean, this is this is a very real thing. We're having a terrible time throughout North Alabama this summer with cockroaches. People don't like to talk about that because you think, you know, it's just the, the, the pure most disgusting. I mean, people can handle spideys and stuff before they can handle roaches because roaches are just, they're, they're the symbol of, of just utter badness and, and destitution. But we are having, we are having a real problem. And, and this is something that people need to understand. 
Um, the only reason why I know this is because in our BNI group, we have someone who is a a, a pest control person. Um, Crown Service of Alabama is in our BNI group, which meets tomorrow morning, and. Uh, Bella LaFontaine continually educates us about pests, and cardboard in mm-hmm. particular is something that German roaches love, and they will hitchhike on cardboard. Mm-hmm. So it is not to your advantage to have cardboard stack up anywhere. It needs to be dealt with. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're looking at me like, really? Did you have to say that? <laughs> yeah, get rid of your cardboard you know, in a way that's appropriate because that is one of the reasons why we are having such a hard time this summer, specifically with roaches, is because they are hitchhiking and we don't have a way of getting rid of stuff. I, I think that's like one of I think you just shared a an education topic that uh-huh. we can do. Yeah. That's what people need to hear yeah. and learn about. Yeah. Well, and I I have come to the place to where it's like, you know, I'm I'm rather green in my um, orientation. I want to come up with ways of dealing with pests that don't hurt the environment. Mm-hmm. But I'm about ready to flamethrow. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I, I am about ready to really throw down here because all of the sort of you know nice things that we have done (laughs) are not working yet and on that lovely note we're going to take our last break in the morning and then we're going to come back and talk some more with Tamisha Sales of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful this is Allie Turner we'll be back in just a sec That's what's in store for you and your family at Lake Winnie and Sokia, the South's favorite family amusement park and water park, where there's excitement for everyone and special discounts almost every day. The fun is back means Lake Winnie's Cannonball Roller Coaster and the Ozone 14-story Freefall. Splash down on the boat chute and flip out on the fireball. The fun is back means the splashtacular excitement of Sokia Water Park. Get ready, get set, get wet. The fun is back means a lazy day on the crazy river. The fun is back means Lake Winnie's funnel cakes, candy apples, and cotton candy, and sugar-coated smiles. Visit LakeWinnie.com to check out all the fun. Got a question or comment for Tennessee Valley Spotlight? Give us a call at 232-6828 and share your thoughts during the show. Now, back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And as always, the hour has flown by. We're chatting with Tamisha Sales, who is the new executive director for Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful. And actually, we've been talking about the lovely topic of cockroaches, which we are having a real problem with this summer, and they do love cardboard. So get rid of your cardboard. If you're going to do Amazon Prime Day tomorrow and the next day, please, please reasonably take care of your cardboard. Get it to a place, either burn it appropriately or get it to a place where it can be dealt with because that is one of the reasons why we're having trouble. So I'm not going to talk about cockroaches (laughs) anymore. You take us home, Tamisha. What else are you wanting to do? Right now, I one of my goals, I have several goals as a new executive director, but I want, like you mentioned at the top of our um, 
time together, I encourage people to contact Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful. Stop by the office because your input, your feedback matters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you may call me and you feel like you're complaining. I don't take that as a complaint. I take that as a need. And it's my job to take your need to the proper um, place, whether it's build strategies or form plans. um, Or to empower you to meet the need yourself. If you don't know that you have options, obviously community education has to involve having the person who has the need do everything that they can first to get the need met. Because sometimes we can get into a thing of just kind of feeling like we need to be continually rescued and somebody wants to pick up Mm -hmm. the tab. It's like, no, you're going to feel a whole lot better about being a human being if you have done everything that you know to do. Mm -hmm. And then if you need extra help, hey, no problem. That's empowerment one-on-one. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Yes, it is. So I just want to encourage anyone and everyone um, to provide me that organization with feedback, input. Send us an email at klbcares at gmail.com. Stop by the office because I'm taking all your input and feedback to inform the strategies that we'll use Mm -hmm. moving forward. Um, Also, our board is in the midst of their litter index. That's where they're driving around the entire county and they're assessing litter conditions, vacant lots, overgrown lots, and all that data will be shared with the public and to help um, share with our stakeholders, our decision makers, to um, help us know how to organize our activities or organizations. So input, feedback, welcome. Come see us. Email us. Um, We're here. This is why we exist. Yes, indeed. So we're going to be looking forward to Wacky Quacky Ducky Derby. And if if you haven't done one yet, have you? No. Okay, so this is going to be your maiden voyage into the land of Wacky Quacky. It's, (laughs) It's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. It's one of my favorite events of the whole year to see the kids be hollering at these ducks, to see the ducks coming down. We even have, we have a lame duck. We have a lazy duck. I mean, we, you know, even ducks that come in last. You talk about participatory trophy. Man, that is where it really I shows up. It. Oh, it is, it is hilarious. And um, people are standing in the, in the water in boots and, you know, keeping out of the way of the ducks. And there are wonderful prizes and fun and it's all a part of Fiddler's Weekend, so yes. you're gonna you're gonna have a good time, girl. I promise. Uh, I, I've been hearing about this since day one, yep. and I've been hanging with the rubber ducks in our storage oh, oh, yeah. and office. <laughs> so rubber ducky, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great. It is. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Well, Tamisha, I want to thank you for hanging with us today in the in the oh so charming WKAC. 1080 AM studio and you are welcome back anytime Thank seriously you. anytime that you need to get an announcement out or something or you want to address something please let me know I'm two feet away from you <laughs> in <laughs> the you. office yes you're welcome this has been the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show I'm Allie Turner and we shall see you next week You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.